0: Hello and welcome to Financial Planning Explained. I'm your host, Mike Menninger, certified financial planner, owner and founder of Menninger & Associates Financial Planning. Uh, As we've discussed in prior episodes, um, this is intended to be a educational opportunity for the viewers. And what we try to do is discuss uh, something associated with one of the six areas of financial planning. Uh, Today's area is associated with risk management. Uh, risk management is just another way of saying insurance planning uh, insurances cover a whole broad array of insurances you got medical insurance you got life insurance disability insurance homeowners insurance um, liability insurance um, automobile insurance and a lot of those insurances fall under what is referred to in our industry as a property and casualty insurance and Today, I'm pleased to have as my guest, Mike Salucci, who is one of the owners, and his name's on the door like mine, Salucci for Ann Insurance. Mike, thank you very much for, for coming having, on Mike. my show. This is great. Uh, I've known Mike for, gosh, probably 15 years now. I was thinking about that. It's yeah, got to be 15 I know, I years, like, right? I, I remember you from the day I went to your office, right after I broke my ribs. Okay. It was... I, I think I remember that. <laughs> Oh, I definitely remember that. (laughs) But um, anyway, thanks for coming on board. You know what? I, I thought I haven't had a property in casualty insurance, and you were just the right guy because I believe in education and the way you operate your business is directly in line with how I like to do business. It's all about sort of the consultative piece and not the captured piece. And so tell me a little bit about your business, how long you've been in business, and tell me about your business.
1: We'll do. Yeah, so Mike, we're, uh, like you said, a property casualty agency. We're an independent agency. Yes. Uh, represent a number of different carriers. Uh, in fact, a uh, few months, we're going to be celebrating 20 years in business, so we're pretty congratulations. Pretty Thank in a few you. Months. pretty excited about that, but uh, we're licensed in three states. We do business in Pennsylvania, New Jersey, and Delaware, and property and casualty products, so specialize in personal insurance and commercial insurance. Probably 75 uh, percent of our business is personal so yeah. the auto the homeowners, the umbrella and the balance would be businesses you know main street america type stuff florist restaurants contractors that kind yeah
0: okay of yeah. okay so which area of it do you like the most uh
1: you know it's a tough question I I, I I like both pieces i think the commercial is a little bit more interesting sometimes just because you get to meet other business owners like right. yourself right learn how businesses make money how they survive what learn learn, you know, what mistakes they made, maybe that can help me and, and yeah, yeah, yeah. also try to solve the needs that they have and give them solutions to you know keep their businesses safe and running as they continue to try to grow them. So it's pretty interesting. From a personal standpoint though, the, the personal insurance is fun just because you know you're you're dealing with your family, your friends, your neighbors, yeah. um and you know it's the everyday hey, what am I going to do now? My 16-year-old my just got their license. It's those type of things. So, you know, it's, it's a great business to be in and, and both pieces of
0: it. Are so when your 16-year-old gets your license, you tell them to buy Maalox and <laughs> various different things, right. uh, muscle relaxers yeah, and exactly to, to relax. Right. <laughs> and they should have started
1: saving a long time before that too <laughs> because it's usually pretty ugly. But <laughs> Exactly. Well, yeah.
0: one thing you said, and that's important to me, is that you represent a lot of carriers. Explain what you mean by that. Yeah, so... Uh, In the property casualty world, there's a few different models,
1: I guess you could say. So there's an independent agent like myself, there's captive agents, and then they have the directs. Okay, So independent, we go out, we look for top-rated carriers, ones that we want to do business with. We work directly with them and get an appointment. So they're saying, you're authorized to sell our products, we have that relationship. Whereas uh, a captive, you're probably familiar with the nationwide, of the all states, and yeah, so yeah. You have agent reserve. represented, but that agent only has the right. product of that company, right. which is fine. It's just that sometimes those products don't fit. I believe everyone, you I fully understand that. Right? So the agent has no longer has a solution, and then you have the directs, which are the Geico's, the Progressives, Liberty Mutuals, to some extent, where it's call 800 number, go online, dealing with whoever answers the phone, whoever answers right. the other side, and the products are that way. So. Um, we've over the years have built a number of carriers uh, to try to fit the needs of our customers. Because at the end of the day, you know, as long as I know it's a good carrier, they're doing what the customer needs, it doesn't really matter to me what insurance company I have my customer with. Right. Most customers don't care. They don't care the name that's on the box. They don't
0: care the name, they care that if they have a claim that they're gonna get the money.
1: And that's what we care about too. So so that's we feel that the model works for us and but those other models also
0: exist and, and work for people and customers at the same time. So. so about how many carriers do you represent? We have nine carriers okay. right now. Okay. Um, and you know, one of the things that I've noticed and you know, we sell life insurance too, we're as needed. And you're right. Like the one banner insurance company tends to fit the 50 year olds, right. the fifties and the 60 year olds. And, and certain types of insurance might be for the 20 year olds. Uh, some say we don't care much about this particular, that might be principal. And you probably run into the same same thing. thing. Absolutely.
1: Same thing. We have carriers that specialize. If you have a, not so great driving record. We have carriers that say, hey, if I have a boat and a seasonal home and I have an aircraft or whatever it is, that's the carrier, and usually those aren't too, they aren't the same carrier, right? So it's, it's just trying to put those pieces together for the customer, and that's the approach that we take. It's like, we're going to do that on our end for that, and we'll present you with it. And, and, and customers like to have options. So it's like, hey, here's a few that may fit what you're looking for, well, exactly. and let's go through that.
0: Exactly, because I've done you know, business with you before. Hey, you know, which is the property? Which is the insurance company that's going to give me the best price? Right, it's important. You know, as long as they're going to pay on the back end, and you only represent carriers that are basically A-rated carriers that exactly. are going to be there exactly. when you need them. Right, that's what you're buying. You're buying that promise, so you're hoping they Exactly, well, yeah, that's yeah. the whole idea. So um, in the business model, um, and I know how it is with life insurance, is that if, you know, let's say, the banner life insurance policy, someone can go buy that $1,000 banner life insurance policy, And they'll pay $1,000 if they go to Banner, but they'll pay $1,000 if they come to me. Is it the same way in in the property and casualty industry? Uh,
1: To some extent, it is. I mean, normally the independent, the companies that independent agents write only sell through independent agents, most of them, right? Okay. So some of them are starting to branch off and say, well, we'll also have this direct channel, Uh, but it's not really working great for them. It's just like a product one-off here or there.
0: Um,
1: But, for example, some of the direct writers... And even some of the captives now are realizing that, hey, like, you know, we can sell this online, but that's not going to capture all of the needs of the customers and consumers out there, right? So we need to have somebody be able to con- con- give them some consultation or tell them what to buy. So we're going to give the agents access to this product, the t- too. But not all the time are they the same price, right? Okay. Because obviously it costs the insurance company different, you know, differently oh, between the two yeah, models. Yeah, yeah. So it's kind of a long way to answer to your question, and, and it's just sometimes it's the same, sometimes it's not. And really, there's so many variables anymore that go into pricing insurance that we don't even know, right. you know, until well, yeah. we actually put it all in there yeah. and say, here's what you need, yeah, right? Yeah,
0: who's who's going to give me the best price? That's right. That's right. Well, so that's the that's the reason why I like your independent model, because. If I go straight to State Farm, and I'm not here to pick on State Farm or Allstate, anybody like that, is State Farm may not have the best one for my thing. So if I go to you, you got nine different carriers. That and, and I know State Farm wouldn't be one of them, but if they were, then, hey, it may not be. right. You know, and that's the,
1: the independent model. It is, and we like it because we try to establish a relationship with our customer, right? And we try to make sure that we're giving them the service that they need the entire time. So mm-hmm. what's a really frustrating situation would be is if you had a long-term relationship with a customer, um, and then something goes wrong. Their 16-year-old you know, gets into multiple accidents, and the insurance company says, hey, we don't want to do business with these people anymore. And if you're in a captive situation, again, you're stuck. You're stuck. So the poor agent, the customer says, we can't do business together anymore because the insurance company doesn't want. Right. Whereas in an independent model, I can say, well, this company doesn't want to do business with it, but I have a few others that will, and I can still service your business. I right. can still consult you on what to do at claim time. And, we, again, as long as the company is giving you what we need, we don't care if that was State Farm Progressive whoever it is. We, we're still the, the insurance relationship. Right, the, so that's, the intermediary. that's the main point to us of why we like that. Right. Yeah.
0: So now if I had – I us say my house burned down. Let's not let it burn down. <laughs> but if I had a claim, do most people call directly to the insurance company or do they call you?
1: Uh, it depends a little bit. A lot of the carriers are looking for the insured to call them directly because okay. they feel like it's a little bit more efficient. Um, the approach that we generally take is, say – if you can and you want, call me first. Right. Because I would like to counsel you a little bit on, you know, and I don't settle the claims. I don't write the checks. And there's some claims that I say, I think it's covered. I just don't know. But we have to really dig into this thing. Right. But sometimes it's not in your best interest to submit a claim. Right. Because right? if
0: you got a $5,000 deductible, it's a $6,000 claim.
1: Right. And it's just the frustrating part of the insurance world. This is my seventh claim. You know, if you submit this, you probably won't have insurance anymore. So those type of conversations right. we like to have or say, here's what you should do. You know, you got water damage. You like to have them. You don't like to have them. <laughs> but, but you know <laughs> what I mean, right? It's like, hey, here's what you should do. Why don't we turn the water off? Why don't you get a restoration company out there while
0: we get the claim adjuster to respond? Right. You know, right, so right, there's right, just right. a little bit of hand-holding that sometimes needs to happen. Oh, yeah. And you have the relationship with them, not the insurance company. And, right. and I, I believe me, I, I believe in that and wholeheartedly. And so the other thing about the model I would imagine that they're all this way, but I know personally working with you is you also serve in the role of the consultant. Right. And that's important because I know, I don't even remember what the insurance company was, but you know, you buy the cheapest. You know, it's like a commodity, you're buying the cheapest one there is. But until time to get a claim, the cheapest is not necessarily the best.
1: Not necessarily. And there's definitely, uh, we've talked about before, there's definitely a trend in this business to speed and savings, right? right? I mean, every every other commercial is a company that's, they're hilarious commercials, but every other one is saying, you know, in X amount of time, we can save you X. <laughs> save <It doesn't>, 15%. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I was just trying to avoid it. But anyway, so <laughs> it doesn't say anything about here's what you should have if something, this goes wrong or this oh, goes yeah, wrong. Yeah, yeah. And so... You know That's the the trend, and unfortunately, um, in some of these insurance products, for only a few dollars more here or there, it could make a huge difference at claim time. But if you don't know that as a consumer to say, I need to have underground service line or I need to have this, uh, no one's going to tell you when you're going, just how quickly can I buy it, right? Right. And how quickly, how much can I save? And then to your point, claim time happens, and now you're out of pocket many thousands of dollars, and if someone would have told you for $42, you could have had this endorsement that would have covered that scenario
0: yeah well, it 's a different you know, world the yeah. other thing too is that you know people don 't realize until they need a claim that they 're significantly underinsured right and you know i I do not routinely look at people 's property and casualty insurance, but i 'll take a peek at it, and oftentimes I recommend talk to your agent about this because I see they got this policy skinny down everywhere, and you know they 're exposed right Can you do me a favor? Help me understand, and the viewers too. The difference between full tort and, was it semi-tort? Limited tort. Limited tort. Yes, I
1: can. So it's a, uh, it's a Pennsylvania, I mean, there's other states that have it. It's primarily an issue you deal with in Pennsylvania. Um, New Jersey has their version of it, too. But it's basically your right to sue another party for pain and suffering. And it's just using really basic terms. By no means am I an attorney, so you know, your attorney could give you better counseling on it. But um, full tort basically gives you the unlimited ability to sue another party for pain and suffering. So I rear-end you. You want to sue me for pain and suffering. With a full tort policy you have the right to do that. Doesn't mean any more than that. It doesn't mean someone's gonna stroke your check or anything. Brr, it just means you wanna right, do I it. Can. You can. Limited tort Whereas means you can't. Limited tort doesn't mean you can't. A lot of people think that. It just means your rights are limited based off of the seriousness of your injuries. Okay. okay, so and the reason why it used to be that full tort was only a little bit more than limited tort from a dollar standpoint, premium, and so everybody said, oh, "Take full tort." I don't think tort. so.
0: I thought it was full tort. Not it anymore. Was, yeah, right. I was going to say, but it used
1: to be that way. Maybe ten, twelve percent. So everybody took full tort because they felt like, "Why not?" But over time, the discrepancy in the cost has changed quite because a bit. Because
0: we're in a litigious society. That's exactly possibly? it. Oh yeah. Absolutely. And the insurance
1: department in these states is saying, "Take." They're trying to incent people to take limited tort to avoid the frivolous lawsuits that come out of car accidents. And again, it's not. Not that they all are, but there's some of those that just I got rear-ended. Everything's fine, no one's hurt, but I'm suing, right? And so, could limited tort uh, impact your ability to do that? Well, it depends on, you know, did you just walk away from no issues, no thing? Sure, right. you probably have an issue pursuing there. So, it's very much a personal opinion type coverage. People ask me that all the time: What should I take? What's the right thing? I don't know if there is really a right one. It's, you know, in my my own opinion, I I personally carry full tort. I've never sued anybody. I hope I never have to. Right. But my thought is is if I wanted to it's probably serious serious enough to me. Right. So I don't want somebody else stepping in and telling me that well, well, well
0: fundamentally sp- you get insurance to protect for the unlikely chance that something's going to happen. You pass the you pass the risk on to the insurance company. Right. How easy is it to say I want to pay less for my insurance and unfortunately you get what you pay for and you know that's 15% we'll that's say right. 15, 15 minutes, minutes we'll say, say, less, say yeah. 15% I love that little yeah <laughs> I love that guy <laughs> and the progressive commercials are awesome I mean you know hey, so so and then you even have the the, the general okay general. but they also I believe the general is focused on the people have really bad driving records right
1: low limits just looking for state minimum right. just to be legal exactly yeah.
0: exactly but you know when it comes to insurance, and you know, you've know you been around the insurance block long enough to know that cheapest is not necessarily best. Right. And so when people are shopping for the insurance policies, what do you generally talk to them about and guide them? So, um, it, of course, it depends on kind of what they're shopping for. But right now
1: in the season that we're in... Um, Home but buying season.
0: Oh, is that? What I was saying, what season? I don't know is what. Uh, you know. <laughs> it's golf season. <laughs> it is golf season, which also means home
1: buying season. But anyway, so there's a lot, of, a lot of our opportunities to help people are based off of, hey, we're buying either our first house or a second yeah, house or a okay. new house, and so that opens up a whole can of worms of conversations of, all right, well, let's make sure the house is properly protected, it's insured for the right amount. Tell us what you have in the house. Do you have pets? Do you have kids? So to pick up all those pieces, but then it also impacts what about your car insurance? What kind of liability do you have on your limits do you have on your car insurance now? Because if you cause a bad enough accident, you now have this whole new asset that you're trying to Right, protect. that somebody could steal. Right, that somebody <laughs> could steal, exactly. So, um, so you know, we just try to pick through it. I mean, the, the, again, the hard part, unlike, you know, I know in your industry, financial planning, you really get to a lot of times lay everything out on the table. So yes. let's build this. You know, uh, we would love to do that, but a lot of times just because of the trend of the 15 minutes or less, people don't expect that or want that. Right. Um, we try to push and say, let's, let's try to lay as much on the table as we can so we can make sure that all these pieces are protected. But many times it's like, well, how much, how much is it going to cost? How, can I buy this over the phone with a credit card? And so you know, insurance companies are helping us with that technology to, to speed up the process. Right. Um, but it's, it's not as easy as it used to be where you really get to sit down and have the full conversation. And, and we push as an agency to do that because, again, as we talked earlier, you know, if we would have had a conversation about the jewelry that you forgot to tell me about when your wife loses her ring in the ocean. Right. You know, for for $10, I think, could have been covered. Oh, yeah, I know. You know what I mean? I know. um, So, yeah, I mean, every customer is a little bit of a different conversation, and and you kind of have to react to them just as you do, too. If they say, all I want is the state minimum. I don't own anything. I have an old car, and I'm also worried about. You know, you try to convince them otherwise, but at the end of the day, if that's what they want, I mean, you help them with that, and you hope that, we will start seeing some differences and move them along to where they should be at some point. Right.
0: Well, you know, what I also find unfortunate is someone will get hit, you know, T-boned by someone else who's either uninsured or underinsured, and, you know, no fault of their own, they're left to a great extent holding the bag. Right. And, you know, that's disappointing, but, you know, I always encourage when I look at people's stuff, because I... I hate property and customs. <laughs> <laughs> There's a, lot of people, a ton of
1: people that love it. I mean, I, I, I can't tell how many times I get a call from a customer, and they're like, you "Oh, know can what? I love this?" Right yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Or it's like, "I'm calling you, but it's great to talk to you." But I would prefer if I didn't have to talk to you. Yeah, I know. You know, it's, I know.
0: But, but you know, it, it is important. And, and also, and I think most people probably know this, but maybe not. Um, I, if people have multiple lines of insurance, they get discounts. Like if they have their automobile insurance and homeowners insurance, they get a discount on both, right? They do. So
1: a lot of companies, and, and Flow from Progressive has coined it as bundling. It, yeah. It's been around well before Flow, but it's multi-policy discounts exist. And so usually the more lines you put with a carrier, uh, you get those exponential discounts that's what the goal is. Sometimes it just doesn't work. Sometimes, you know, you have the best product for the auto is with X and the best product for the home is with Y and even from a cost standpoint is less expensive and better coverage than
0: putting in boats you know, that's not the norm. Which but it happens. But it, but it happens and that's why you have multiple companies. What, exactly. It might be Travelers does better on the homeowners right. and Erie does better on the car. Exactly. But Erie's homeowners wasn't good. Exactly. I, I got it. Yeah. I got it. So I came across this once before about insurance credit scores. Yes. Can you tell me, because that's not the same, but it's similar, but it's amazing how it's almost more in-depth than semi-unfair. It, Share uh, with me on it,
1: that. It is. I mean, it's it's a hot topic. It was, so. We, like I said, we've been doing this 20 years now, and insurance scoring came out, at least in Pennsylvania, probably about 14, 15 years ago. Um, and the progressives of the world are the ones that really pushed to start it. And really what it is, is just sophisticated pricing. Um, And so the idea behind it is they call it an insurance score. So it's not a credit score, it's not a hit on your credit, wouldn't show on a credit report, but it is very much a very similar model to credit, and based off a lot of the same factors that are based off of credit. And the concept behind it is, is the worse your insurance score, the higher the premium you should be paying, because usually that means you have poor credit, which normally would mean, well, maybe I didn't have the money to replace my tires or change my windshield wipers or do the preventative maintenance things on my homes, which all could lead to potential potential future claims. Or simply irresponsible. Or simply irresponsible. Now, you know, there's plenty of arguments on both sides of whether that is valid. The insurance companies have enough correlation between those two that they can get it passed by the insurance departments. It's not... I don't know if it is anymore in Maryland, but for a very long time, Maryland did not allow insurance companies to use insurance scoring. Discrimination, a number of factors, but I don't know if they still are. But most carriers, all the companies that we write for, insurance scoring exists and it's, it's pretty difficult to find a company that doesn't use insurance scoring. And it's a pretty big factor now. Sometimes with some companies, your insurance score is more of a pricing variable than actually your driving record, believe it or not. Really? It is. Wow,
0: yeah. that's interesting. Well, you know, it's kind of funny. Um, and I have these conversations with people a lot, is insurance, albeit not simple by any stretch of the imagination, um, it is probabilities and statistically right. based. That's it. If you're more likely for an event to occur, you're
1: paying more money it's it's true and I, you know it used to be back in the day where it was like hey I, I live across the street from mike we have similar houses we both drive hondas our insurance should be exactly the same we're the same age approximate our insurances should be exactly the same cost and it was for the most part but now with insurance scoring it could be double or triple, and it's, you know, a lot of times to explain it, we use this analogy of it's like, kind of like you're flying on a plane. Everybody's going to the same place, same product, but no one paid the same price, right? It's, did I use my miles? Did I have this? Was I this you know, Did I buy three weeks in advance, six months in advance? And so there's all these variables now and to get really the same product at a totally different price, and insurance scoring is really what's driving
0: that. Well, you know, and it's, it's interesting that the insurance comp- scoring would drive it more than past
1: history. I mean, both are the factor, but there's a lot of companies now that weight that insurance
0: score just as much, if not more, than past history. So is it gimmicky that insurance companies will say, well... You haven't had an accident in a year. We're going to give you some money back. Well, that means they're overcharging you to begin with, this. You know, it? there's,
1: um, I don't, it is. All of this stuff is marketing. I don't know if they're overcharging you, but it's It's like, hey, we're going to give you this, you know, this discount, this safe driver discount that this is. Everyone wants to feel like they're getting as many discounts as they can. And that's, you know, that's one of our jobs, too, is to look at these characters and say, like, you know, what discounts apply to you? Let's give that, make sure everything that you're eligible for is on there. Um, but there are things that you've earned over time, right? Hey, we've been a loyal customer of XYZ Insurance Company, we haven't had any claims, and so the policies are built in to reward you for doing that. Uh, a lot of times, unfortunately, there's other factors that kind of outweigh that like, okay, you know, maybe insurance rates have gone up in the state or whatever sure. it is, and so it kind of buries some of the actual realization of those discounts. But you know they are nice, and yeah, some of them are
0: just marketing employees to say like, well, let's look at this company because they have this great discount. Well, I can also see um, claims history that's not associated with you, but if your particular insurance company that you work with, they happen to have a lot of homes in Louisiana that got destroyed by a hurricane, well, they got to get their money back somehow.
1: Yeah, and that's that's how it works, and so we and when we built the companies our book of the companies that we represent we tried to put some regional companies and some national companies specifically for that right so when there's a hurricane that government hits new jersey or hits the entire east coast well if we have companies that don't do a ton of business in there it doesn't impact their rates as much (laughs) so it's a better solution for some people where it's like hey you know this is a, a national company just got wiped out from this right and so rates We're going up with that national company everywhere to, to, like you said, subsidize subsidize all that cost. So, yeah, sometimes regional carriers are better than national, just depending on a number of things, but that's one one thing that comes up quite a bit.
0: How often do you recommend that your clients do a full review of their policies?
1: We do it annually as the policies renew ourselves, so we'll look at them. um, We'll reach out to the customers. Maybe there's some new coverages that are available, who knows what, maybe just to check in and see what's changed. Um, you know, you see some ads do it every six months on your auto policy. I mean, sometimes at that point, it's, it's a little it just gets a little, ridiculous. Thing. It gets ridiculous, and there's really nothing that's changed in that no, much. Um, no, I would, but think I would every say every couple years. Every couple you, years, yeah. or any, just probably similar to your business, any
0: life changing right. event, right? right? It's
1: definitely a great time to look at it. Yeah. So,
0: what haven't we covered that you want to think that the viewers would benefit from that's hearing? That's a good question. Um, I would say,
1: I mean, we covered it a little bit, but I would say when you're looking at specifically your homeowner's policy and liability coverage, oh, there's, liability. Some, there's, some, there's some very inexpensive ways to give you big chunks of coverage, uh, just to put it crudely, that a lot of people overlook. Um, and so we talked a little bit about personal umbrella policies. Yeah, oh
0: absolutely. I, so that's I'm one of them. I'm glad you brought that up. Yeah, so umbrella that's one liability. of them
1: that um, just the concept of an umbrella visually basically wraps anything that you have your auto, your home, boat, any liability exposure you have and puts this umbrella of a whole bunch of extra coverage on it for very inexpensive so you could buy like a million dollars of liability coverage. For and
0: it's it's 200
1: cheap. bucks a year 150 yeah, bucks it's a year. Cheap. And so that if something goes horribly wrong you have that first policy to take care of but if that's not enough this umbrella steps in and says we're going to, you know, we got back here and so uh, it's just an important thing
0: that uh, you know generally the more sophisticated buyers are aware of it the people that have a lot right. of assets are aware of it but and I recommend it to a lot of people and in fact it, you know what i 've heard is that there's a propensity for the person who has full tort if I caused an accident and really hurt somebody that if they come after me that they usually limit it how much they 're going to take me for from whatever my limit of
1: well, that's, you know, you talk to attorneys, and again, I'm not one, but the, the concept of the umbrella, it's great that you have this extra million dollars in coverage, but you could cause so much damage that that million isn't even enough. Well, sure. Right? And so, and you could buy higher limits of it, but attorneys will say the umbrella, the, the idea behind it is to offer the settlement, right? To say this, I'm getting sued for $3 but I have my auto insurance that has 300000 and now I have my umbrella as a million, so I have 1.3. So I'm showing up to the table with 1.3 on a suit that I'm getting sued for $3 Nobody's happy, but it goes away. Right. Right. It gets paid. You don't have that million dollar piece and you only showing up with three hundred thousand. This is probably going to be a battle for quite some time. Right. And so that's really, I think, the concept of this, obviously liability coverage. But let's let the insurance do what it's supposed to. Right. And then everybody can go back to normal. The, right.
0: <laughs> the hope, you know, well, that's good. You know, Mike, uh, believe it or not, our time's up. Oh, great. So what I'd like you to do, if you could, I mean, um, I, I'm just going to have Mike just look in the camera for a moment. But, you know, I've done business with him. I've known Mike for 15 years Um Terrific guy. I like how he does business. Mike, take a moment if you could. Look into the camera. Tell people how they can get a hold of okay, you, please. Thanks. So we're located
1: in Springfield, Delaware County, so feel free to stop by. Our, our uh, website is, I think it might be up there, but www.salutchiefhoraninsurance.com. So a bit of a mouthful, but uh, you'll find us on the web. Um, and phone number will be 610-544-1908. Thank Mike. You. Thank you very Thanks, much. Mike. I Thanks appreciate for having it.
0: How oh, it's a pleasure. So, as I indicated before, uh, risk management is one of the six areas of financial planning, and property and casualty insurance is one of the facets of risk management. And I can never uh, underestimate the importance of insurance. You know, get enough insurance to protect yourself from a major financial disaster. Homeowner's insurance, automobile insurance, liability insurance are some of those things. And so I strongly encourage that that you speak with your agent and identify the appropriate amounts that make the most sense for you because it's no one has ever complained about being overinsured but being underinsured can be a problem. Hopefully you find yourself a good insurance agent who can really serve as a consultant, and cheapest is not always best. So thank you for tuning in, and I look forward to seeing you next week. I hope you have a good rush to your week. Thank you. Thank that you. goes pretty quick, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah. <laughs>